When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business, especially in today's economy. But over 31,000 businesses do know their numbers because they use NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, planning, budgeting, and inventory, so you can manage risk and improve margins. Everything you need, all in one place. See why NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. Right now, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash offer. NetSuite.com slash offer. Hello, movie lovers. Welcome to the Best Damn Movie Related Show here on the internet. This is yours as always from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, for today's podcast. I'm going to be talking about Terminator Dark Fate. And then after that, I'm dropping down to Bad Boys for Life. That's right. This is actually the second trailer of the third installment of the Bad Boys franchise. And they actually gave us a little bit more meat on the bone to tell us what this movie is going to be about. So I'm going to dive into that. Then I'm going to be doing my Getting Sweaty With It segment. This is actually a little bit of tip of the hat to Mr. John Schnepp and also to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Will Smith. This is going to be where I'm going to be talking about what comic book movies that I would actually like to see on the big screen turned into either a TV show or a movie. And also, too, what comic books I'm actually reading and also what I would like to actually see them do with a movie or TV show with the comic books I'm actually reading. So, with further ado, let's get into this Terminator Dark Fate, not spoiler review. Sorry, I sounded like a little Japanese there, but still, that's a horrible Arnold impression, I know. (laughs) But anyways, once again, Linda Hamilton's in this movie, and she's also Sarah Connor. Mackenzie Davis plays Grace, who's actually there to to save this one girl from the future, from Gabriel Luna, who's actually this mean Terminator, and Grace actually has to protect this girl named Danny. Danny is is trying to figure out what's actually going on because the last thing that she saw was the fact that her dad was trying to kill her at this car factory that her and her brother are working at, and she doesn't know what's going on. Then finally, Mackenzie Davis tells her, I'm from the future. I'm here to protect you. Just like we saw with all the other Terminator movies. And, of course, she has a little bit of a hard time even focusing in on the fact that she's actually there to protect her. But then pretty soon she realizes, hey, this woman's actually there to try and to protect me. So, therefore, I need to be protected. Otherwise, my part of the future is not going to even exist because I'm going to be dead. So, there's that aspect. Once you get the plot going, it pretty much goes down from there. So, what I love about this is the chemistry with Linda Hamilton and Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's like they haven't even missed a beat from the time that T2 was actually filmed. And, you know, at first, in the trailer, we don't understand why she has this hatred for the Terminator. Other than the fact what happened in the first Terminator movie where Arnold tried to kill her. But, in this movie, it's a little bit more motivated towards something that happened with the whole entire John Connor thing from the T2 thing, and it actually it goes in with this plot line itself. But I'm not going into spoiler territory, so therefore I can't really tell you why she doesn't like him. But it focuses on, on what happened after the events of T2. But anyways, 
There's actually, forget about what you know from T2. There's actually this new thing called the Legacy. And the Legacy is actually the people that are the ones who created this new Terminator type of liquid metal type of thing, type of Terminator, but with a little bit of a twist where he winds up becoming part of the metal and then he can actually extract himself from that, from that skeleton, exoskeleton that they, that he actually has. And the skeleton's actually driving the, driving the truck and everything. And he can actually split himself apart to where they actually have the fight, not just against him, but also the exoskeleton himself. So I thought that was actually pretty cool. That was actually something that hasn't been done before. So I'm actually happy about that. Then also too, I actually feel like this is actually a little bit better setup than what we got with the other Terminator movies. This is actually the one, if you're looking for a perfect or okay kind of thing where you're wanting this to be where it's a perfect sequel for T2, you're not going to probably get it from this movie. But if you're looking for a good action flick that actually takes place after T2, I strongly recommend this movie because of the fact that Terminator Dark Fate is just one of those movies that you can actually gravitate towards because of the first two films. And a matter of fact, anything after T2, like I said, it's pretty much sucks. And, you know, this franchise has been going on and on forever, it seems like. And especially now, I even said this last night, though. I felt like maybe people are just burnt out from the Terminator franchise and there's only so much that you can actually do with the Terminator franchise. And maybe, too, that maybe... Maybe it's just time just to let it go, just to unplug the Terminator. But Terminator Dark Fate, I have to say this. There's a lot of nods to the the Terminator franchise from the first two movies. And you can even tell that James Cameron is actually a producer on this film. He's just not there for like a slapstick where you just slapstick a producer or director on that thing and that's what it is and get uh consider well not consider it but where you actually get some type of proceeds for his name being on there because in this film you actually can tell that he's there there's actually danger in this film i actually sense the danger going around this where where you go with the stunts and stuff like that to where you're wondering how are they gonna bring this thing to a close with when you have a robot or terminator character that is going to stop at nothing to kill this one kill Danny and Danny is not is actually one of those characters that I really loved in this movie because you go from running to actually wanting to shut this thing down and not being scared of it and that's what I love about that character is she has some strength to her character to where you can actually see some layers to that character it's not like a paint by the numbers kind of character where she doesn't have any layers and everything is predictable. No, I actually felt when she was scared, she was scared when she was ready to go on ahead and conquer up against this thing. I was rooting for her all the way through. Then there's also a couple of things too, when you see a Humvee over the Hoover dam. And to me, that's that whole entire thing didn't really work. And I really wish that they didn't do that part. But it's in there. It is what it is. You can actually suspend some type of belief whenever you watch these movies. Because they're not going to be realistic anyways. But the whole fact is, of course, you already know that they wind up living through that whole entire scenario anyways. Otherwise, the movie would be dead. But I also have to say this, too. It kind of rem- Gracie's uh, 
body, the way that they actually did the whole entire thing with her uh, skeleton and stuff like that isn't something that we actually where we actually saw from Terminator Salvation. So there's a little bit of tip of the hat to Terminator Salvation, especially when you're dealing with the fact that she's almost human-like because of her exoskeleton and stuff like that they actually have in her body. But there's actually something more to that whole entire texture. So I actually like that aspect that they actually did do a little bit of a Terminator Salvation type of deal with it. But other than that, though, the movie is actually pretty solid. It lands it pretty well. If you're into this whole entire notion where you actually have a Terminator trying to protect this human from from being killed off from this other Terminator to where she might not have a future, I strongly recommend Terminator Dark Fate. It has a lot of it, it's a lot of fun to actually watch. And I'm I'm gonna say this too. I was not sold on any of the trailers. I went in with low expectations, and those low expectations actually helped my viewing experience because of the fact that I was like, okay, show me something different. Show me something that hasn't been done or rehashed over and over again. And they actually do a little bit of things that are different with this movie that we haven't seen from the first two films. So I was actually pretty sold with Terminator Dark Fate on that level. And to see that these characters are back again and seeing Linda Hamilton and Arnold Schwarzenegger um, interact with each other is really good. So, check out Terminator Dark Fate. I think you guys are going to like this movie. If not, you're probably going to walk out hating this movie, which is also probably, too, why this movie bombed, because not that many people actually like this movie. But, hey, it is what it is. Check it out. Let me know what you guys think. I actually have the description in the show notes where you can actually leave me voicemails for what you think of Terminator Dark Fate. So, I have that going on. Now, let's go on ahead and talk about Bad Boys for Life. As everybody knows, this is uh, one of those movies that everybody couldn't wait to actually see. And Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are back again. As I mentioned before in my last trailer review, you actually know what they're going for, what they're aiming for with this movie. You actually have their chemistry that actually works together after being away from each other for so long. From the Mike Larry and Martin Lawrence character and from Marcus, and it actually works out in that teaser trailer. And this one, it gives you a lot more meat off the bone, if you will, where you actually know what the plot is. You have Martin Lawrence that wants to go into retirement. Then you also have Mike Larry doing his thing where he's with this new team now, this new task force, and now some of the operations that happen within that task force led him to where these guys are actually trying to chase him down and kill him. Not the task force, but the other people that he was investigating with the task force wants to bring him down. Now he's a marked target. And of course, Marcus wants to go on ahead and try and help him. So I like that aspect where it's kind of like enemy of the state kind of deal where they're actually chasing after Will Smith's character, which we haven't seen from a bad boys, um, bad boys, uh, franchise at all and I like that they're actually changing things up a little bit to where it's more like a little bit of a thriller a little bit and also a little bit of an action flick well of course it's an action flick but still we actually get to see that and then two the chemistry still works in this trailer there's still the jokes between Marcus and Mike especially the part when the porch when Mike is trying is driving crazy and stuff like that and Martin Lawrence wants to go on ahead and throw up then there's also the part where a dead body winds up falling on top of Marcus's car. Then all of a sudden, Marcus's phone rings, and then it's his wife. He goes, of course she would know. She's my wife. Of course she would know everything I do. I'm paraphrasing, but still, that line itself was really funny. 
I really can't wait until January 17th of 2020 to see this movie because I'm going to be honest with you. I really enjoy the first two Bad Boys movies. So it's going to be interesting to see how these guys do after so many years of being away from each other and to see if that chemistry actually pulls through with it being on the full, full, um, big screen compared to what we're seeing in the trailers itself. So that's what I have to say about the Bad Boys for Life trailer. I'm sold on it. I love it. I can't wait to see it. So let's go on ahead and go with our Getting Sweaty segment. So, as everybody knows, there's a little bit of sweaty news that broke out. And that is the fact that Bat, uh, there's a lot of Batman news going on today. We have Colin Farrell being in talks as none other than the Penguin. Then we have, alright, alright, Matthew McConaughey being in talks for Harvey Dent Two-Face. And Andy Serkis rumored to be, Al- well, in talks as well to be Alfred. Let me just say this. I'm loving the casting choices that they have been making for this Matt Reeves Batman movie. I'm just going to call it what it is. And I just want to say Jeffrey Wright as Gordon is spot on. I really like that casting choice. And then if they go on ahead and put Colin Farrell as, as Penguin, I'm all for it. Don't forget, this is also the guy who brought his bullseye from that horrible Daredevil movie. But still... Look at the level of acting that Colin Farrell has done in the past and everything. And Colin Farrell's actually a pretty good actor whenever he's on his A-game. So you can't go wrong with casting A-list actors when you look at his track record and stuff. So I'm all for the fact that Colin Farrell is going to be in the Batman movie. And then also, too, Matthew McConaughey, the guy who won an Academy Award out of the Dallas Buyers Club... This guy cannot do no wrong. This guy is a great actor. I loved him in The Lincoln Lawyer. I think that he can actually carry a lawyer-type character, and I think Harvey Dent is actually the right fit for him because of the fact that he can actually add those layers to Harvey Dent whenever it's time to actually add those layers to his character. And even for that matter, too, whenever you're playing a regular lawyer before he actually gets uh, acid thrown on his face and everything and becomes two-faced as well. So, I'm all for the fact that Matthew McConaughey is actually going to be casted as, or in talks, to be Two-Face. And then also, too, Andy Serkis is, is also going to be in talks as Alfred. Come on, Smeagol talking to himself, arguing with himself. That's all I want to see. I want to see Alfred argue with himself as Smeagol. Because I think that would be hilarious. But, you know, I, I love Andy Serkis to death. I love what he was able to do with Cloth with... Black Panther, he's also another A-list actor, and also too, I feel like he should win an Academy Award for his performances for Gollum and everything else because of the fact what he was able to do with that character, and it just sucks that motion captioning is not one of those biggest, bigger things that when you look at the Academy Awards, but it is what it is. I think that the casting choices that they've been making with this Batman Matt Reeves thing is a fantastic choice. And I'm also going to tell you this, Tom Hardy also sent out something on his Instagram and he talked about how there's going to be a face-off with Carnage and also Venom. And I like the fact that he even he's throwing this in there because we didn't know for a fact if he was actually going to be the main villain or not, especially whenever we actually got another villain 
too, so I'm not sure if they're going to actually do three villains. I hope they're not going to do three different villains, because I feel like it would be oversaturated with just villains. I wanted the main, the main focus just to be on the fight between Carnage and Venom, so maybe this other character can be introduced later on as a different as another character. But as for this main plot, I want them to face off each, against each other, because Carnage is actually Venom's number one enemy besides Spider-Man and everything. And I think that going around this route with Spider-Man is just a, it's fantastic. I love, I love this so much. I think Tom Hardy is doing a fantastic job of getting everything in line. And I think that he's going to be bringing out the very best that we ever seen out of a Spider-Man uh, franchise. Well, not exactly a Spider-Man franchise, but out of the Spider-Man universe besides Into the Spider-Verse. As a matter of fact, Into the Spider-Verse has actually got a 2020 release and everything, or 2021, something around that area. But everybody's saying, well, that's a little bit too long. Well, look at the animation and everything and look at what they have to do. And four years of trying to get the animation right, trying to get everything correctly, of course... Uh, also, too, writing the script is also going to be taking its toll as well. And I think that waiting four years after the original is actually a smart move on their part. So kudos for them. And I feel like Sony has finally figured out what they wanted to do with their universe. So, you know, just give it a chance and everything. And I think you guys might wind up liking what you see. I know that this podcast might be a little bit short tonight and that's and I'm sorry but there's not really much else to be talking about as of right now but I'm hoping to be able to do this maybe a little bit longer for tomorrow's segment and everything so if you have any questions if you feel like that you want to um, want me to answer a question on on my podcast or anything feel free to go ahead click the link below and you'll be able to send us in a question that you might have I'm also going to try and do some other stuff later on. As a matter of fact, I'm supposed to be interviewing another independent director. And I think that you guys might wind up liking what she has. So hopefully I'll be doing that on Thursday. So until next time, bye-bye.